Dear friends, welcome to this week's virtual drasha. Um, we have the incredible privilege this week, Barakshan Tri Parshas Vayera, and I have the privilege to be recording this from Eretz Yisrael. I'm actually getting on a flight in just uh, just a little bit. I was here for a couple of days with uh, an incredible trip organized by the OU, group of Rabbanim and lay leaders here, Baruch Hashem, to be able to visit some of the families, bereaved families who have lost loved ones in this latest war. Bikr um, visiting people who have been injured, and Baruch Hashem, the opportunity to collect with, connect with our holy soldiers and their army bases and different events. It's been an overwhelming, overwhelming couple of days, of which I'm still processing now, but I just wanted to share with you a, a short thought. The Pasuk says when the Malochim are saving Lot and his family. Remember again, the city of Stom and Amor are going to be destroyed, but Lot and his family are going to be spared. And the Malochim give Lot and his family one simple instruction. Don't look back. Don't look back. You're being saved. You're going to have a new life. Look forward. Look forward. But of course, we know the Torah tells us that Lot's wife didn't comply. She looks back and she becomes a pillar of salt. And the question, of course, becomes why a pillar of salt in the Sfarim, the Hasidic literature, explains that salt is a preservative. That, right, when you salt something heavily, on one hand, it's great because it preserves it. But the problem with something that's preserved is it's unable to evolve. It's unable to grow. It's unable to become something different. It just remains as it is without the ability to transcend and to become something different. And Lot's wife simply was unable to go ahead and look forward. She was just simply mired in the past. All she knew was the life that she had and couldn't imagine the life that she could have. And so she becomes a pillar of salt. It's almost not as much a punishment as if it is just more like a de facto reality. A person who's unable to move past their past, a person who is unable to transcend, a person who's unable to grow, simply can't become anything additional, can't, can't embrace a new future. She was unable to let go of the past and therefore was unable to build the future. She became preserved in her present, the pillar of salt. And I thought about this idea, one of which I've mentioned in the past, it, it resonates with me deeply because in life there's often this struggle or there's this tension between on one hand, I can't neglect my past, I can't forget about my past, but I also can't live there, because if I live there, I can't build something in the future. But if I don't think about it, if I don't think about the past, then I can't use it to grow in my future. So there's this very tenuous balance between reflecting on the past, but not living there, but being able to understand and learn from it in order to build a more beautiful future. But I think that there's another piece. Lot and his wife had just experienced a tremendous trauma, a tragedy. Their life as they knew it was simply, quite literally, turned upside down. Two of their married daughters, who did not heed the words of the Malachim, stayed with their families in stone and did not leave, which means that when Iris, Loth's wife, was looking back at stone, she was also thinking about her two married daughters who were there, who were dying with the rest of the residents of the city. It was a loss of life, a loss of community, a loss of family, a traumatic and overwhelming moment for Lot and his wife, for Lot and his escaping family. And I think the Torah is trying to teach us an incredible lesson. Then when we encounter tragedy and when we encounter loss, it has to be a catalyst for future growth. When something traumatic happens, like something tragic happens, life, it's not enough to feel pain. And it's not enough to feel your heart torn into a million different pieces. You have to be future focused as well. You have to be growth focused as well. What am I going to do with this? How am I going to grow from this? How is this traumatic and tragic episode in life 
going to make me someone and something better. And that's the malachim we're trying to tell Lot, don't look back. Don't look back. You got to take the trauma and the tragedy and you now need to harness that energy and build something beautiful going forward. But the wife of Lot, unfortunately, Iris, was unable to do this. And as such, she simply becomes preserved in her present. She becomes that pillar of salt, unable to move forward. And dear friends, what an incredible and important lesson for us as well. As I mentioned before, I still have to process everything that I was looking to experience over the last couple of days, and I hope to share it more in the coming week. But for now, I think this idea, Klal Yisrael has suffered an overwhelming tragedy, the loss of, of, of over 1,400 beautiful neshamas, so many injured, and our over 220 brothers, sisters, men, women, and children still being held captive in Gaza. It's an overwhelming tragedy. It's an overwhelming loss, and you feel, you feel it, that Klaud Yisrael, that Eretz Yisrael, that Medinas Yisrael, it's wounded. It's wounded. There's a pain. There's a palpable pain. But at the same time, with all of the pain, we have to be future-focused. You feel it here also. People are looking forward. What are we going to do? How are we going to rebuild? What is this new world going to look like in the aftermath of this destruction, in the aftermath of this tragedy, in the aftermath? We can't even talk. It's not aftermath yet because the wounds are still open but there is a future focus as well and Hever, that's what we have to take into account as well we all suffer our own tragedies many of us are reeling we feel this tragedy of Eretz Yisrael in our hearts and we carry it with us every single day and on a personal level we all suffer our setbacks our tragedies our traumas but it's important not to lose ourselves in it it's important not only to look back tragedy and trauma has to be a platform, has to ultimately be a catalyst for future growth. What do I want to do? Who do I want to be? How do I want to evolve as a result of everything that I've experienced? Sometimes when we encounter traumatic situations in life, all we want to do is just like look back. I, I, I just, I can't, I can't move myself forward. I can't get up. I can't build. I can't create. But what the Malachim were telling Lot and his wife is if you have a chance to move your life forward, you got to take it. But you have to pledge to yourself to build something more beautiful, to build something holier, to build something even more incredible. And however, that is our charge in these days as well. The wounds are open. The wounds are open and they're not closing. It doesn't feel like they're going to close anytime soon. There's probably still more pain ahead of us. But even as we still find ourselves mired in the pain, we can't only look back. We have to look forward as well. And this is our sacred avoda as individuals. What kind of life do we want to build? What kind of people do we want to be? How are you and I going to be different going forward in the aftermath of this tragedy? What are the goals? What are the dreams? What are the aspirations? What are the finish lines I want to cross? We've encountered something so traumatic and overwhelming as a nation, and all of us have our own stuff as well. But we can't repeat the mistake of Iris, the wife of Lot, and only look back. If we are here and we are given an opportunity to rebuild, then we have to seize that. This is the time, while we're in pain, while we're broken, is to think about what do we want to accomplish? What are the things that I need to do that I've put on the side for too long? What are the dreams? What are the goals? What are the aspirations? 
What is the things that I, who is the person I want to really become? And it's time to stop thinking about that, but to start making that a reality. That is our avodah. In the aftermath of tragedy, it is not enough to mourn. In the aftermath of tragedy, we have a sacred obligation, a sacred task, a sacred mission of building, of building our land, of building our nation, but also of building ourselves. What are we going to build? Who are we going to become? And what do we want to accomplish? Those are the ever important questions that we must answer now. And then if we are Zoka to do that, that this entire tragedy, these entire overwhelming circumstances become a catalyst for national and personal growth that gives an aliyah to all of those karbanas, the neshamas of all of those karbanas, and gives meaning to all of our suffering. May we be Hashem to feel the pain of our people, but to allow that pain, national and personal, to become the catalyst for our future growth. Wishing you from Eretz Yisrael a good night of Shabbos and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.